0: Welcome to the VVV podcast. Today, we are joined by Neil Samani, founder of Eclipse. Eclipse is a layer 2 modular settlement layer which enables developers to deploy their own customizable rollups on any chain via the C level virtual machine, SVM. DApps are built on an L3 app chain which sits on top of Eclipse and scales horizontally. They currently have plans to support Solana, Ethereum, IBC and Aptos. Eclipse is a project in Celestia's Modular Fellows program and their public testnet will go live in 2023 on Celestia. We
1: can start the AMA with Eclipse Foundation. So let me introduce our today's guest, um, Neil Somani founder of Eclipse, and yeah, the Eclipse Foundation is building customizable modular rollups using the Solana virtual machine. So welcome,
2: Neil. How are you? Oh, shit! There we go. Hey, sorry, I'm having a little bit of technical difficulty here. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. It's going well.
1: Yeah, great. Great for your time. Thank you very much. So can we, can we start or do you need some more minutes?
2: No, let's go ahead and get started.
1: Okay, great, great. Yeah, perfect. So maybe you could tell us a little bit uh, about your background, uh, how you joined the Web3 space, and also maybe about your time at at Citadel and uh, what what leads you to found the the project, Eclipse.
2: Yeah, happy to do so. So, uh, yeah, I used to work in traditional finance. I was working over at Citadel, which is a hedge fund. I was in the commodities group doing power and gas research. So not related to crypto at all. Uh, And what's interesting is that a lot of the types of financial structures that we're seeing in the commodities market are now coming to crypto. So there's some overlap there. And I liked it a lot because the types of skills and the types of interests that people have in finance are very similar to crypto. Except the only difference is that in crypto, nothing is built yet. So it's a blue ocean and we can start to redefine a lot of these primitives. And that's what got me initially excited about this space. A few of my friends sent me some white papers. So I was reading through that. I was briefly building in the Terra ecosystem. I was building an EVM on Terra, which is a way to run Ethereum code on the Terra blockchain. Obviously Terra de so I scrapped that project, spent some time chatting with the Celestia folks, which Celestia is a project in the Cosmos ecosystem. And I chatted a lot with Solana Core, Who's based over in Chicago, and ultimately came to this vision of what the future of blockchains should look like, and I came to agree with the Celestia folks, which is that the only path to scaling crypto so that it can accommodate millions of new users or billions of users is basically through rollups rather than through spinning up new chains. So right now we're seeing chains like Aptos and Sui, and a million other chains are popping up, but the issue with all these chains is that every time you spin one up, you have to re-secure the chain. You have to stake value for a proof-of-stake chain, or you have to get more computers or nodes on the network for a proof-of-work chain, whereas for a roll-up, you're all sharing the same base layer, and as a result, the base layer becomes more decentralized and secure for everyone. So that was the reasoning, and we just went into this thinking, how can we build infrastructure that can enable the types of awesome applications we see in Web2, but now enable it in Web3? So uh, ultimately, we picked the Solana virtual machine, which is the fastest virtual machine out there. And we want to start seeing these really provocative consumer applications that we've yet to see in Web3.
1: Brilliant, brilliant. So the decision to build on the Solana virtual machine was uh,
2: purely uh,
1: performance-driven, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. The intuition is that a lot of the outages that have happened on Solana we're at the consensus or the base layer, but the execution layer is actually extremely optimized. It ha- if you have 10 cores, you can use all those cores and run not just 10, but actually like 50 or 100 programs at once. Uh, there's this great fee market that's coming up, which will solve issues with bots. Uh, there's all- you can write Python programs and run them on Solana now via projects like Seahorse. And this vir- virtual machine just continues to improve. So we're really excited about the future of the Solana virtual machine. It'll be able to run Ethereum bytecode through Neon. It'll run Move bytecode in the future. It's like the Swiss Army knife for virtual machines. And even better than that, we let you choose the base layer, and it doesn't have to be Solana. So you could use Celestia, you could use Ethereum, or you could use some other blockchain altogether.
1: Uh, that's exciting, yeah. So uh, touching touching on the discussion between modular and monolithic blockchains. But what, what is your view, uh, let's say, if we look five or 10 years in, into the future, will, will both kinds still have a place or will be there one dominant way?
2: Yeah, we're kind of betting that most monolithic chains will not need to exist. And most of the chains that currently look monolithic will basically end up doing very little to no execution. And they'll just provide what's called data availability. So they'll serve as a base layer for rollups. So we're actually making proposals to many of these layer one blockchains, so that they can facilitate rollups better. Such as Nier, we received a grant from them. We received grant money from Solana, and we're producing these proposals similar to what's known as 4844 in the Ethereum ecosystem, which builds Ethereum for rollups. We're doing like the same kind of proposal for a lot of other blockchains. So in the future, we think that most applications should live in rollups, especially as composability improves.
1: I see. Brilliant. Yeah, we are also a strong proponent of uh, this modular thesis, and I uh, also see this as the key here yeah, for mass adoption, because uh, everything else is is quite limited. Yeah. So, um, what was the the driving factor for you to start Eclipse? Uh, was there some some use case in mind, or what what was the the idea behind to, to start this project.
2: Yeah, well, sometimes we don't mention this, but the actual reason was just looking at a lot of the Solana outages. That was the main impetus on why we thought we should basically give these developers some other chain that they could potentially deploy to. And the first use case we had in mind was payments. So Sam Tepalia's, uh he was like a founding advisor, started this protocol called Zabig, which lets you stream payments on the Solana blockchain. And he handles payroll through Zabbix. And the issue with payroll is that if the blockchain ever goes down and payroll is delayed, then you can face millions of dollars of fines. So this was sort of an attempt to allow Zabbix to scale and gain greater reliability while still remaining on the Solana virtual machine.
1: I see, I see. Yeah, currently, a lot of discussions are are circling around the the FTX fallout and also the the influence on Solana. what what is your opinion about the, the future development of this uh, ecosystem
0: especially yeah, if, so we, if we if we have that,
1: a look uh, sorry especially if we yeah, have no, a look ahead. also on the other other big competitors like aptos and sui yeah that's also fighting for more or less the same the same uh, applications
2: yeah so one thing is that i feel the same investors that are popping up aptos or sui were also the ones that were in solana so I don't think that that's necessarily a conflict. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think if there's a lot of real activity on Aptos. A lot of the projects that are moving to these other projects uh, were basically just given large grants. And I think that's ultimately mercenary and probably not a sustainable path to growing an ecosystem. But I think it's actually good for the Solana ecosystem because the projects that are remaining, and there are quite a few, uh, it basically shows a commitment to the ecosystem for one. And two, it makes the ecosystem more decentralized. You don't really want one large investor who's propping up and funding all the projects. Because in crypto, especially if you want to get the hearts and minds of the masses, you really want it to be decentralized and anyone should be able to start a project without having the sign-off of some few critical investors. So I think this is good for the Solana ecosystem. Another thing is that uh, the Solana VM will continue to survive. And we're starting to see other Solana virtual machine chains pop up.
1: I see. I see. Yeah, so you you picked
2: uh, yeah, the best
1: technology in, in, in your point of view and uh, made it modular to use it with different base layers. And yeah, that makes it, let's say, more future-proof yeah, than just be reliable on, on uh, another partner and a single partner. yeah.
2: Great. Yeah. Um, if there are, uh, sorry, I'll go ahead and let you get through whatever questions you have. It looks like there's some interesting questions from the audience too.
1: Yeah. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So let's let's uh, go through the list. So at the beginning of uh, the preparations for the AMAs, we also open up a channel in our Discord server yeah, for discussions and and ideas. And one thing that uh, stood out was uh, from many of our community members that. The yeah web page is pretty pretty yeah, yeah so blank <laughs> yeah so we're
2: launching a brand and I think that Kay is in the audience right now she's uh, marketing and brand at Eclipse and she has this amazing design that's going to be coming out very soon uh, okay. probably within the next month uh, I think I, I think see. even within the next couple of weeks so uh, and yeah we we've been looking through we've been working on this for a while and we're excited to be doing a rebrand soon. Uh, that sounds great yeah
1: because uh, I think it's it's also important here yeah, to provide uh, as many informations as possible yeah, to the to the public and currently it's yeah quite difficult yeah to to find much about the project i I guess that's also also based on that you're really early yeah, in your development stage, so maybe could you give a, a short overview about how long Are you working on the project and and the team behind the the project itself?
2: Yeah, sure. So we started in June. And our test is scheduled for Q1 of this upcoming year. So just in a couple of months, actually. Okay. Uh, Right now, obviously, there's me on the team. We have Kayla, who um, does marketing. And she came from Olaplex. She was a founding marketer over there. Kevin, uh, who came from Chain Street Dropbox, also went to UC Berkeley with me have Steven from Optiver, have a team of researchers who worked previously worked on Scroll and Starkware, who are building out what's called our settlement layer. Uh, we contract some of our work uh, over to Olapux's transition. They used to do a decentralized NFT marketplace, and now they do projects uh, like, on contracts. So yeah, these are the types of folks that are working on Eclipse. Right now, the team is less than 20 people. So it's, it's a little bit smaller. Oh, and then we have uh, Sina Fauritan, who used to do uh, – he was a director of sales over at Chainlink. He's heading our business development. Uh,
1: great, great. So are you, are you hiring right now? And if yes, so I think what, we're what positions are you looking for?
2: Roles? Yeah, we are, we're hiring for senior protocol engineer. Uh, we're we always hiring for senior protocol engineers. And the types of projects that they'll be working on. There's a lot of interesting stuff with Eclipse. One is that we're starting as an optimistic rollup, but we're also building a zero knowledge virtual machine for the Solana VM. So that's one interesting project. Another is uh, so, for a rollup, you have to produce a transaction that's called execution. You store the data somewhere, that's data availability. And you have to somehow determine that the state transitions were valid, which is called settlement. So, on the data availability side, we're integrating all these different data availability layers. Many of whom gave us grants or funding, including Polygon, Celestia, Solana, Nier, Oasis Labs, and so forth, Eigenlair, uh, who we just did an AMA with. So that's one project. And on the settlement side, we can't actually do settlement on chain, on an L1, because it's so expensive to verify the validity of some of these state transitions, such as for the elliptic curve implementations in Solana. So for those, we basically have an honest minority settlement layer, which is a novel way of doing settlement without assuming that the majority of the nodes are honest. So this is an entirely new way of doing settlement that we're pioneering as well. And the last thing, which I think Kevin will have finished up by the time anyone new joins, uh, we're the first ones to implement IBC uh, for rollups and for the Solana Virtual Machine. And that's why we received a Solana Foundation grant.
1: I see, yeah, that's that's really exciting, yeah. So that was my next question, yeah, perfect segue. So. Could you, could you elaborate a little bit more on the integration with IBC, how, how it's constructed from an architectural point of view?
2: Yeah, so some basic facts are, one, we have to change the Solana state representation. Since normally it uses this sort of key value mapping, instead we have to merkelize that part. So that's one problem. A second problem is that we're an optimistic rollup, which means that there's a challenge period. Messages are not finalized until the challenge period is completed, meaning if you submit a transaction to Eclipse, usually you can keep functioning within Eclipse, and it's not a big deal. But if you want to do a transaction, let's say you want to make a trade on Osmosis or something from Eclipse, and you pass a transaction to Eclipse, that transaction could theoretically be rolled back within the next week or so. So as a result, you have to enable a challenge period in IBC. So that's the second issue.
1: I see. I see. Yeah. Okay. So um, why did you decide to launch with an optimistic settlement over the CK Proof?
2: Yeah. So the biggest thing is just optimistic go-to-market is way faster. And we want to launch as quickly as possible, given there are so many projects that are excited to deploy and start trying out Eclipse. So that was the main reason. Uh, a part of that is also that we're not decentralizing until the settlement layer is finished. So similar to Optimism, where they run all the nodes themselves. You can't enable, a, you can't call for a fault proof. That's how Eclipse will, will launch as well.
1: I see, I see. Okay, so in future, do you see um, still a place for the optimistic rollup, or will everything be handled through the CK?
2: In the long run, I think there's an objectively best version of what crypto should look like. And that basically is zero-knowledge rollups where applications can call for their own dedicated sequencers so they get maximum throughput for themselves. And you can swap out the virtual machine for whatever you want, and you can swap out the base layer. So that's what we're building toward. Uh, But I think that there's a lot of barriers to getting there, especially right now, with the biggest being the ZK proving time, which can take hours for even a ZK EVM. The ZK SVM is completely off the table given the throughput is so much higher and there's so many more state transitions to
1: prove.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I see. I see. Um, you mentioned Celestia. Um, we had some weeks ago also a AMA with uh, Fuel Labs. And do you see them as a competition, or um, in, in, from a technological point of view? Yeah, what are the differences between their fuel VM and and your? Uh, Solana-based VM?
2: Yeah, so John Adler is awesome. He's actually been very helpful for the development of Eclipse. And John Adler was also a co-founder of Celestia. And that's great to hear that you did an AMA with Fuel. The biggest difference between Eclipse and Fuel is that Fuel has their own virtual machine called the Fuel VM, whereas Eclipse shares the Solana VM. And what that means in practice is that there's a lot of tooling already built for the Solana VM such as Seahorse, which lets you write Python programs, such as a lot of developer tooling. We borrow the Solana CLI, so you can actually use your same CLI, pointed toward Eclipse, and deploy your application just like usual. We're making proposals so that existing Solana wallets easily work with Eclipse. So all that stuff already exists, whereas for Fuel, you have to kind of rebuild that from scratch. Although I think that Fuel's argument is basically that their VM is superior for whatever reason. I actually haven't coded much in Sway, but Sway is their language. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's how I would think about it. And I would take the the execution layer that's best for your needs. I think that Solana the Solana VM is the fastest VM right now. And I think Fuel will basically match the execution speed and throughput of the Solana VM.
1: Okay, okay, thank you. So, um, will you be integrating any other VMs as part of uh, Eclipse roadmap in future?
2: yeah we will uh, we'll be integrating the move vm at some point, but that's partly depend dependent on customer needs so the folks that are deploying to us if they're a really big project and they really require a move execution layer, then we'll prioritize it but we're heads down on the Solana vm implementation right now okay, okay, perfect yeah
1: so let's check uh which questions our communities had so What are the advantages and disadvantages for implementing an honest minority settlement layer?
2: Yeah, so the biggest advantage is just cost. So when it comes to settlement layers, your options are basically, one, enshrined settlement, meaning if you're like Arbitrum, for example, and you have a smart contract on Ethereum, where that Ethereum smart contract determines the validity of state transitions, and that's a source of proof, then that's called enshrined settlement. And the, the downside there is that you have to implement basically an entire virtual machine or you have to implement the ability to execute any opcode or any operation in the bytecode for your execution layer on this layer one. So if that, if that opcode doesn't exist, such as like one of the precompiles compiles in Solana or such as maybe there's some other, the BPF is actually a pretty simple VM, but it's usually these extensions that end up being really expensive. Uh, if one of those don't exist, then it's really expensive to implement that as a smart contract on Ethereum. So cost is the first difference. Then the second difference is just what are your trust assumptions? As an honest minority settlement layer, if you implement it correctly, then the trust assumption is basically just that you're connected to at least one honest node in the settlement layer. And you can connect to more nodes if you want to relax that trust assumption, or if you want to make it a little bit stronger. If you connect to like 10 nodes, then the odds of you not hitting a single honest one is fairly low. Uh, But that's basically the trust assumption that you've introduced. Whereas if you have enshrined settlement, then you don't have to worry about that risk. Okay,
1: okay. Uh, Could you you tell us the difference between the full nodes and the light nodes on your settlement layer?
2: Yeah, a full node can execute bytecode. That's the big difference. Whereas a light node does not need to do that. And the light node can probably parse some evidence that the bytecode was executed correctly by a full node. That's not always the case. Uh, Like if you look at Ethereum light nodes, they're just looking at block headers. And then in an ideal light node, you'd also be able to determine uh, like whether a data availability proof is valid. So in the case of like Polygon Avail, they give you this zero knowledge KZG commitment and you can say, okay, that block was actually stored. Or in Celestia's case, there's this like optimistic data availability proof and you can verify that in the light client.
1: I see, I see, thank you. do you have a, a close partnership with Solana or um, are there any any advantages for the Solana ecosystem yeah, based on the Eclipse technology in future?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Anatoly, the founder of Solana, was an angel investor in Eclipse. Solana Foundation gave us a grant to implement a handful of features for Solana via Eclipse. So those are the two ways that we have financial support from them. We meet with them regularly. We meet with Solana Foundation and with Solana Core. And the biggest benefits are that a lot of applications aren't really suitable to a layer one if they want a lot of customized functionality. For example, if you're a DeFi protocol and you want to recapture MEV, in general, if you're running a layer one network, it's the validators or if you have some sort of producer-builder separation. So basically or someone else is capturing that MEV. Whereas if you run your own customizable roll-up, then you can capture that MEV yourself. And MEV in Solana is tricky because there is no mempool. And typically, a mempool on having fixed block times is what's required for an, a proper MEV auction. Because you can think of the MEV searchers as basically bidding for block space or for to freeze the state of the virtual machine at some point in time and insert their transactions in between whatever happens next. So if there are no blocks, then that's not really like how it works so that's one of the configuration options that we offer for eclipse you can introduce a mempool for example another thing is like you could subsidize gas which might be useful for applications that want to promote governance participation maybe you can be like if you're voting on governance proposals you don't have to pay for gas and another advantage is if you're a game i I think if there's a little bit of echo by the way and i think someone might have commented on it in the uh okay cool thanks uh, yeah, so if you're a game or if you're an application that has a lot of volume, such as payments, then you can blow up this roll up yourself and you can use all of the throughput for your one application. And that's an unmatched level of throughput compared to any layer one. I
1: see, I see. So um, if you have a look on, on Solana's roadmap, yeah, they're also working on yeah, scalability in, in horizontal direction. Um, is this a threat for Eclipse that Solana will improve their performance in future to make your roll-ups obsolete?
2: It- yeah, so I think that the only real horizontal scalability that Solana is optimizing for is horizontally scaling proof of history. And that was in the original white paper for Solana, but it was never actually implemented. In general, there's a single leader for a proof-of-stake consensus. And that's how Solana is implemented right now. So that basically solves for the use case of dedicated throughput, but it still doesn't match the case for customized sequencer behavior. And that's really what we're optimizing for. Another difference is that with Eclipse, you can always leave a layer one. So if you build for Solana as a layer one and you deploy your application there, you're basically gonna be, you're gonna live or die by the hand of Solana. If there's an outage, then you're on outage too. Whereas for Eclipse, if the layer one goes on outage, your rollup will continue to execute. So, that's the biggest difference from an application's point of view. Uh, Even once, if someone had infinite scalability potential or something, uh, these these differences will always exist.
1: I see. Yeah. Thank you very much. So, um, I've seen on your homepage that you mentioned that uh, new developer teams save uh, a lot of time using your. Uh, application. So could you give some example in, in yeah how big those savings are in, in terms of time and development effort?
2: Yeah, totally. So I think the closest comparison there is Ignite CLI in the Cosmos ecosystem. And the issue with Ignite CLI, first of all, uh, just to, to clarify what it does, it lets you spin up your own layer one blockchain, which is IBC connected. So Eclipse is essentially like uh, Ignite CLI, except it's Eclipse CLI, which lets you spin up your own IBC-connected, customizable rollup, And that's the biggest difference between us. And the downside of using Ignite is that you have to decentralize your validator set. So you have to bootstrap validators. If you ever want to upgrade, you have to coordinate with, and you have to uh, corral all of these validators to upgrade to the latest version and coordinate them. And if you look at a lot of these proof-of-stake blockchains, such as Solana, they have to often coordinate restarts or they have to coordinate upgrades. And that's the kind of stuff that if it's a roll up, you don't really need that many sequencers. Of course, uh, the reason to decentralize the sequencer is you're solving for a censorship concern, but it's not strictly necessary. And it's definitely not necessary to ensure that there are no improper state transitions. So that's that's kind of the the big difference. You don't have to worry about validators. If you think of the collective cost of having all these validators operate your network now the security of your network basically depends on the price of your token because let's say a validator costs $3,000 a month to run and they're not making that much through transaction fees because the price of your token has now gone down. Now the validators will leave your network and as a result, you will end up as a very centralized network. Whereas as a roll-up, this is not really a concern. So th- that's kind of how how I think about it in terms of economic opportunity cost. The amount of stake that needs to be put up for validators and a proof-of-stake network, that stake's just sitting there uh, without liquid staking. And even with liquid staking, the security implications are very unclear. Uh, as a roll-up, you, you don't have to think about any of that. I see. that That's a big a
1: big advantage. Yeah. Um, talking about uh, security, do you already have some, some audits on your code, or is it too early
2: for that phase? We'll do audits before mainnet. I think for the testnet, it matters less because there's no real economic value. And if anything, if someone exploits a the testnet, then that's great because they essentially just performed a free audit for us. So we're not too concerned about that right now.
1: Yeah, that's a good approach. Yeah, <laughs> the testnets are here to to get broken. Yeah, so. Um, talking about the testnet, yeah, maybe could you give us uh, more insights about the, the phases of the testnet and if people can contribute?
2: Yeah, so we're going to have three testnet chains. One is for DeFi, one is for consumers gaming, and the last is for token incentivized physical infrastructure networks. If there are projects that really want to deploy to Eclipse, but they don't fall within those use cases, you should reach out and we're happy to work with you. For a couple of larger projects, this is all confidential, so we can't share the specific names of these projects, but uh, we'll be spinning up a bespoke uh, versions of the Eclipse blockchain just for them. So for example, a large enough project might get their own chain outside of these three testnet chains. But in general, these three testnet chains will be the publicly facing testnet and people can start passing transactions through there, they can deploy their applications, uh, and if they need help, they can reach out through Discord or Telegram.
1: Perfect,
2: perfect, sounds good. Um, Do
1: you have any patents in place to protect your knowledge or is there a risk here that someone will just fork your
2: application and use their own protocol? No, we're totally open source. That's the plan. And the thinking is that it's about the community. And I think people will see all the great work that we're doing. And in general, I don't think that these vampire attacks are a real issue. Because I think if people have demonstrated, they're totally willing to pay reasonable fees. People don't want rent extracting fees or people who are charging unreasonable amounts, such as if you look at the Ethereum gas cost, it's just unreasonably high. And that's why people left for other chains. And that's why they're continuing to leave. So that's, um, that's how we're thinking about it. We're, we're gonna be open source.
1: I see, I see. Um, when people are interested to learn more about your uh, protocol, is there a place where we can find some white papers or more detailed uh, documentation?
2: Yeah, the best place to do it is by following our Twitter and we're gonna be sharing all that information there. When we launch our brand in a couple of weeks, We're gonna have a lot of FAQs and documentation on our website. Uh, So those are the two ways to do it. Uh, And the the Twitter is the most important one, in my opinion.
1: Perfect, perfect, yeah. Um, You also mentioned Eigenlayer, yeah? So we also had the AMA with them some weeks ago. And um, will using Eigenlayer for data availability be the way to integrate Eclipse with Ethereum?
2: So in the long run, the integration is via uh, Ethereum donk sharding, but the donk sharding plan for Ethereum is very long and it might take a while for that to be implemented. So in the meantime, EigenDA is a really good solution. And I kind of view it as like a go to market hack for Eigenlayer. And we just like the Eigenlayer team. Shuriam is really smart. He was a pre-seed investor in Eclipse. So, uh, so yeah, we're excited to be supporting that as one of the options.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, you have uh, a really nice uh, set of backers. Yeah, <laughs> it's really impressive. Yeah, top-notch team. So let's see what else do we have here.
2: It looks like there's a um, bunch of questions in the comments here, and I'm happy to go through the some comments. of
1: them. Yeah, sure, sure. Okay, let's, let's check this.
2: All right. So Crypto Brass asks, one, why exactly did you choose to build on Solana? would you still build on it in the, certain unser- in the current uncertain situation? And the answer to that question is that, one, just to clarify, we're not really on Solana. We just force the Solana code base and we use the Solana virtual machine. But we don't really use Solana, like let's say Solana is on outage, Eclipse continues running. So yeah, I think we would still choose to use this code base given the virtual machine is so solid and it's the best to be out there in our opinion. So, yeah, we, we would have still picked the Solana VM. And we're going to be supporting other VMs, too, like we mentioned. And then, two, how is transaction data protected in roll-ups? Are there any disadvantages of operating rollups? And the answer to that question is that the transaction data is not actually private in a rollup, even for a ZK rollup. up uh, You could have some sort of ZK protocol on top of it, such as Elusive in the Solana ecosystem, or such as Tornado Cash on Ethereum. But, uh, but that's not really the ZK part is just a way of doing verifiable compute in a very succinct way. So um, so that's one point, point. and then are there any disadvantages? The disadvantage is that it's more expensive to run a roll-up than to just use an existing layer one, uh, but uh, get for the protocol developer, because someone has to run this roll-up. But of course, if they're collecting sequ- sequencer fees and transaction fees, it will likely pay itself off. And two is that it'll be cheaper for the, uh, for the end user, given a roll-up is just posting to the layer one in batches. So that's a fixed cost that's averaged out across all of those transactions. Whereas for a, a base layer one, every single transaction must be secured by the layer one individually. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's the advantage and disadvantage. The other disadvantage is that um, you have to sort of, in general, let's say you fork Optimism Bedrock, you have to get wallets working, you have to implement bridges, Eclipse solves all of this for you, but right now that's, that's an, it's a disadvantage if you wanted to go do this on your own.
1: Perfect, perfect. I think CryptoPros had a third question as well. So, will the page layout be improved even though it's a testnet entry? Is an airdrop for testers foreseen? So the classical when airdrop question.
2: <laughs> Yeah, uh, so the page layout will definitely be improved uh, once the brand is launched. And then on the airdrop, we haven't decided our airdrop plans at this point. All right, all right. All right, there are a bunch yeah. of other questions here. All right, What uh, Joseph asks, what happens if IBC messages are sent and then an optimistic roll-up is challenged and rolled back? So the solution there is that the um, ibc message is not actually accepted and acted on until the challenge period is over so that's one possible implementation a second is if the chain is fine with not being totally sovereign from us then they could be um they could accept the i guess the challenge of rolling themselves back too but that's not an optimal solution and we prefer the solution where people don't operate on uh on ibc messages until the challenge period is over so that, that's the disadvantage of using IBC. We also implement full node bridges, such as Hyperlane. And for those, you get fast finality. So you can immediately do a cross-chain invocation, or you can immediately bridge your money out of Eclipse. But through IBC, there's that challenge period attached to it.
1: Perfect, yeah. So I see Joseph posted uh, another question. Given that you're deploying on Celestia, How will you compete with Fuel as an execution layer and its own Fuel VM? And what advantages does SVM have over the Fuel VM? So uh, we already touched a bit on it, but maybe could you compare both
2: advantages
1: and disadvantages?
2: So one thing about Eclipse is that you can customize the base layer. I think Fuel right now, they use Ethereum for settlement, maybe Celestia for data availability. Whereas Eclipse will support probably like a dozen layer ones as your base layer. So that's one difference. And the second difference is that we have the support of the Solana Foundation who continues to improve the SVM. There's a bunch of existing code for the Solana VM. There's an existing developer community. All of the tooling is already there. The fee market is probably going to be best in class. So these are the reasons why we think that the Solana VM will basically win as far as being the fastest VM. Move is a fair competitor. and I think that's actually a little bit more... Uh, like threatening to us, but that's why we're also investing in building uh, a fuel or I mean, a move execution layer at some point. Brilliant.
1: Yeah. So I found another question from the community. Um, how are fraud proofs from other languages like move and EVM verified on the SVM?
2: Yeah. So the, um, the fraud proofs are specific to the execution layer. So there's no way to like, take a Solana VM. This is why like, we can't just take Optimism's settlement contract on Ethereum and just use it for Solana VM. There's actually a lot of it you, that you can take given most of the opcodes for a virtual machine are like addition, like multiplication, storing something in a register. That's all the same. But it's it's more like the precompiles, compiles built-ins, like the um, the extensions in the VM, those are the types of things that are not one-to-one. So that's the first thing. Uh, the second part is that depends on the state representation of how the move VM is implemented. So there's, the, when you say like move VM, there's a way to, you can execute the move bytecode in so many different ways. Uh, given the bytecode, the actual result should be the same, but under under the hood, the implementation could be different. So uh so we'd probably implement the move VM in a way that where we can share a lot of the code with the Solana VM implementation.
1: Excellent. Yeah, thank you. So um what are some app chains you'd like to see built on top of Eclipse? So in, in your opinion, what, what are the 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 hot applications you're looking for?
2: Yeah, the biggest stuff is consumer. So gaming, I think, is going to be huge. Games are great because people play games for fun. There's a lot of transaction volume. So it's well suited to the Eclipse architecture. And games also don't want to go down if there's an outage on the layer one. So they have high reliability needs. A second is protocols that have some sort of bespoke need for customized infrastructure, such as a huge DeFi protocol in Solana that wants to start doing this stuff like MEV recapture or Governance modifications. They want to change how gas is paid or something. Uh, that's like another big customer for us. And the third is uh, like Web two enterprise things like Disney chain. You can stream movies via Disney and get paid or pay by the second, or getting like a Spotify chain, like the same idea for music. <laughs> Just these Web two behemoths who have so many users, actual users, uh, and whose implementations would not scale with current crypto infrastructure. That's the kind of stuff that we want to start supporting.
1: Ah, that's, that's a huge step forward yeah, to, to mass adoption. Yeah? That sounds really exciting. Can't wait to, to see this unfold. Um, talking about the time horizon for your development, uh, could you give us more insights on your roadmap? So when, when you are planning to, to finish the, the mainnet
2: launch? So our testnet is going to be launched uh, February of this upcoming year, so Q1, 2023, and the mainnet will be uh, end of Q2, 2023. So that's the timeline. We'll probably enable uh, people to like start validating or start uh, operating their own sequencers or act as verifiers sometime in Q2 as well.
1: Okay. What, what are the requirements to run such... Uh, Nodes or validators?
2: It will basically reflect the requirements of running a Solana uh, validator. So, uh, I mean, the most expensive way to do that is through, like, a Google Cloud Engine or something. If you run your own validator at home, you can probably get it with, like, a couple thousand dollars of equipment, uh, maybe, like, 3000 4, That 4000 That would probably be sufficient to have um, the resources to run this kind of validator or this kind of verifier.
1: Awesome, awesome yeah that sounds also very, very interesting yeah. Um, how will you uh, bootstrap this, uh, this, this, this network? Do you have any incentives uh, at place at the beginning for marketing activities?:
2: Yeah so uh, well, we don't have to bootstrap like sequencers or verifiers just given it's a roll-up. you don't really need that many. but uh, yeah definitely thinking about bootstrapping the developer community and bootstrapping liquidity. So on the liquidity side, we have a bunch of liquidity partners who are big funds, who are interested in deploying capital into the Eclipse ecosystem. And on the developer side, uh, really first tapping into the Solana and Cosmos communities, given these are the communities that we're adjacent to and who are the most excited about what we're building. And then second, really trying to grow the pie and going for these projects that maybe couldn't be built historically but now we're building the infrastructure that can finally enable them. So that's uh, that's what our uh, BD team is working on actively, tapping into Web two protocols or Web two companies and getting them to enter crypto.
1: Do you already have some uh, Web two partnerships in place that you could share?
2: So we sign NDA's with every partnership. So we actually can't share them right now. But it'll be we'll share them as they as they start actually deploying on Eclipse, which I think is the right way to do it anyway. I think that people start speculating too much if you start sharing stuff beforehand yeah (laughs) that's true yeah that's true so um
1: are you also planning to to start some developer grants programs
2: so we don't do grants right now given we want people to pick eclipse if it's the right solution for what they're building but what we will do in the future is we'll raise an ecosystem round and we'll probably do investment or some sort of more capital-efficient way of deploying that capital. Right now, all of our, uh, we have a few of our folks in our last round who are actively looking at Eclipse projects to deploy into, and many of them have already been backed. So uh, that's if you guys are looking for funding and you want to build in the Eclipse ecosystem, funding should never be the issue. Uh, if it's a solid idea, we're, we're happy to connect you with our backers, and they're happy to, to support you.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So I want to be respectful of your time. So we are now, I think 47 minutes in, um, maybe, um, do we have some missed some, some important topics from your side? Is there anything that we should touch on?
2: I think just the one big call to action is if you're building, uh, some sort of high-throughput application or just an interesting DeFi protocol, consumer, reach out to us. You can DM me on Twitter. I'm Neil Salami, N-E-E-L-S-A-L-A-M-I, or you can DM the Eclipse account. You should follow us on Twitter for updates. And, uh, and yeah, excited to keep in touch with this community.
1: Thank you very much for your time. Yeah, that was very, very interesting to hear your vision yeah, for the future of this modular system. And looking forward yeah, to talk to you again, maybe after you launched uh, the testnet and maybe we could also contribute as a community yeah, to your uh, project.
2: That'd be great. Yeah, looking forward to that. Thank you very much. Yeah.
0: This recording has been prepared and made available by VVV. It is for informational purposes only and should not be considered a solicitation to sell, buy or subscribe to any financial instruments or products. VVV does not express any opinion as to the present or future price of any instrument mentioned in this recording. The information provided in this recording is believed to be valid and accurate on the date it is first published, But VVV, along with its directors, officers and employees, does not accept any liability for any loss arising from the use of this information as it may change in the future without notice. Any decision made by a party after listening to this recording shall be on the basis of its own research and not based on the information and opinions provided by VVV.